educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. must be kicking yourself for not walking out when you could. Be a judgment. But don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Occasionally, you may hear it pronounced as Joao. It depends. Let's go. Look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary. Jump rope. High and go see. Pity pad. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. Hello. You play to win the game. Wednesday night, back at it behind the mic in the studio. I am your host, Jose V. You already know what it is. You are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We greatly appreciate you guys joining us as you do every single Wednesday night. Got my co-host in the building, rocking with me as he does every single Wednesday night. The homie Bradford in the building directly in front of me tonight. Quan 5-9 behind the big boards as he is every single Wednesday night. And just pretty much here almost every night and every day. Doing it for a lot more other shows than just myself. So if you guys haven't checked out the cotton, the content, geez, can't say it out tonight. The content on Gorilla Cross, please check it out. Download the app today, the Gorilla Cross app on all platforms. What I mean by that, Google, Apple, and if not, social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We are live on all social media platforms. So we greatly appreciate being here and being live on this great Wednesday night. Weather's nice out there. UNLV is back. And what I mean by that, basketball, first night back. I was in attendance for the first half, dipped out, came back to the studio to do the show tonight. We got a lot to talk about tonight, though, Ian. Should be a fun conversation. No special guests, nothing like that, nothing crazy, just us chopping it up tonight. Hopefully we get Quan on, on the mic as well, because we got some stuff to talk about, which I know is going to ruffle some feathers, especially for some of you Raider fans. But hey, at the end of the day, some of the things need to be said. Now, before we get into the show, before we get into everything that we're going to do tonight, let me go ahead and say thank you to our sponsor, Josh LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate for hooking us up and allowing us to be live on the air. And if you are watching, do me a favor. Drop that comment in the comment section. You know we're going to get to as many comments as we can. Call us up at 702-608-3259 if you want to chop it up with us directly on the line. And of course, press the like, press the share. Let everyone know what it is you are enjoying tonight here live on Gorilla Cross Radio. And we greatly appreciate you. Big shout out to everyone chiming in as you do every single week. Primo Eddie, he's always the first one on there from California. He's always the first one to jump on. We see it right there, notification. So we appreciate you. But Ian, you ready, my man? Absolutely. You, Let's you, get you got this, your man. coffee tonight. So I know I know you're gonna be yeah, a little more I'm well talkative. Rested you're well rested. So what's good, my man? What are we gonna get into tonight? What are we gonna talk about first? Wild week and, so, and, and just NFL. Lots going on in general. I know you got some things on your mind and some things that you wanted to let out. So what are we gonna talk about, <laughs> my man? So we got quite a bit this week uh it's been an eventful week of sports uh obviously mike mayock he's been in uh the media a lot this week uh, a lot to do with uh damon armand being cut uh the whole issue with rugs people are saying the 2020 draft was absolutely terrible and they're right there's two of the first round picks that they picked one of them was a reach the other one was rugs both of them are cut in the last two weeks. Uh, you also got there. I think out of their entire draft, the only person that's actually starting is Brian Edwards, which is nuts. So really bad draft 2020. However, personally, 
I think that you have to give him a little bit of leeway because 2019. Oh, don't give me that leeway, uh, no, Craig. Look, keep going, keep look, going, look, keep look, going. Look. 2019, it is very rare for a GM to hit on almost every pick. However, in 2019, Mayock did hit on almost every single pick he picked. I, six out of the eight people are still on the roster, current roster, and only one of them's a backup. You're talking about from what draft? From 2019? From 2019. Okay. You got Crosby, Renfro, Jacobs, Farrell, uh, Mullen, who injured his foot, so he's on the IR. But They basically drafted Clemson. Exactly. They did have a lot of Clemson players in that draft, but all of these guys are producing. I mean, Crosby is a candidate. For, I don't think he'll win it, but he is a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He's doing good. So I, I think, and Renfro's easily one of their better wide receivers. I, I think you have to look at it as a whole. And overall, the three years that he has drafted, yes, 2020, absolute missed absolutely terrible however even in 2021 while some people are saying leatherwood it was a reach he is he is starting at the right guard and he is actually doing pretty well and their other picks are not doing that bad either i mean uh, morig is one already a rising star at safety so you have you have to look at it some people say morig was a first round pick and Leatherwood was a second round pick and they reached well they made up for it by being able to pick Morrig in the second so I, I think in totality you have to just take the whole of the three years that he drafted and say hey let's give him another year let's give him another head coach you know maybe uh Basaccio uh, likes like actually likes other players than Gruden did. And sometimes head coaches have a lot to do, especially guys that are NFL network analysts that have a lot of mock drafts, have a lot of different inputs in the draft process. I mean, Gruden was making a lot of points to Mayock. I mean, they're, they're pretty much buddies. So you don't know how Mayock's going to draft with uh, Vic versus Gruden. So I, I think you have to give him another year. Give him the benefit of the doubt. It was a terrible 2020 draft, but other than that, he's been pretty good as far as GMs go, as well as he brought in Yannick. Uh, I'm not going to butcher his last name here, but he brought in Yannick, who's been doing an excellent defensive end. And he also brought in Sneed, who's been a backup, but he's been doing well as well. So we're talking Las Vegas Raiders here tonight on the show. It's a start off the show, but we're mostly talking Mike Mayock. Now, if you guys are listening, Ian just basically made his case on why he believes Mike Mayock should have one more year. I believe he should be gone. Like, there, there, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think he's done. He, sh he should never even got the job to begin with. Let's remember that. This guy has no NFL executive background experience at all. He was an NFL network analyst that gave you his opinions based off of statistics and things on the paper. Kind of like what we do here on the show. Does that make us general managers of teams? Probably not. So at the end of the day, we shouldn't even be in this situation talking about Mike Mayock. One, he shouldn't have got the job because of that. Two, the only reason he got the job, like Quan mentioned before the show, and everyone knows, is because of John Gruden. Yeah. John Gruden got him that job because if it didn't work out and they looked bad and they weren't winning and it was horrible and the draft picks didn't pan out, hey, we get rid of Mike, I wash my hands, he never had experience, not a problem, we move on, right? It looks like it just didn't work out, it was an experience and it didn't happen. It was an experiment and it didn't happen, it didn't pan out the right way that they wanted it to. Now, look at this, 2020, Henry Ruggs going to jail. Damon Arnett, cut for being an idiot. Lynn Bowden never even played a snap for the Raiders. Yeah, that was bad. Brian Edwards, where are you? Because last week you had no catches. The guy didn't step up whatsoever. Why do I know that? Because I picked him up in fantasy. Thank <laughs> God I benched him, but I picked him up because I needed extra guys, right? Yeah. The guy is nowhere to be found. First of all, the guy's what, like 6'3 or whatever? I mean, the guy's a monster size-wise when it comes to a receiver. You should be doing a lot more. I don't know why Derek Carr isn't throwing him the ball more. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. They just signed Deshaun Jackson. I, I talked about that last week. I thought it was either De Deshaun or OBJ, which I think Deshaun's the better signing because he's not going to come with all of that he, baggage. He fits their uh, scheme better anyways. Correct. So. And not only that, 
He'll be a media circus guy, but yeah. it won't be as bad as Odell Beckham Jr. You see what I'm saying? When you have look at look at everything that's going on in Cleveland now with Odell not even being there. <laughs> Everyone's saying Dan Orlovsky saying, "Oh, he you know the reason he's you know Baker's better without you this this and that." Now I agree. I think Baker Mayfield plays played better without I Odell think Beckham. He's more confident and, and if you and if you Odell. look at the film, if you look at the tape from last year, he played better when Odell yeah. Beckham went down. Now going back to the Raiders. Mike Mayock does not know what he's doing. Quan mentioned it earlier. He was told about character issues with DeMond Arnett, but didn't care and bypassed him. This is a guy that has no experience. A guy that had experience would deep would dig in deeper, dive in deeper, look more into, okay, should I really draft this kid? What else do I have to ask? What other questions? Yeah. What other avenues do I have to go around to find out if I can pick up any more dirt? You're investing a high draft pick in this kid, which... Again, going to Quan's point, but, a lot of people said he should not have been a first-round draft But like you said, pick. doesn't that come with experience? And that was only his second year. Correct. And, and, and like I said, the only one of the things is you can't knock someone for not having experience in that area when the only way to get experience in that area is to. But I do can, it. and here's why: when 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 we have issues where black coaches aren't being interviewed enough to get head coaching jobs that they deserve. A la Eric Bieniemy, which I think should have had a job a well, yeah. long time ago, he right? Have. He and and not only that, the Rooney Rule is a joke. If we're being serious here, the Rooney Rule is an absolute yeah, joke. It is. They're talking about changing it or upping the Rooney Rule. Get the hell out of here! The yeah. Rooney Rule is a complete joke. Let's be real. When Mike Mayock got hired, the reason that I continue to say this is because there was a lot of other people that were. Um, um, experience that should have got that job. And yeah. it's not about race at that point. I know other people like Stephen A. on uh, ESPN talk about, oh, yeah. it's about the color uh, of the skin. To me, it's not. Yeah. I don't think he got hired because he's white. He got hired because he had a buddy that was a head coach of but, an NFL but team. But isn't that how you get any job? I mean, Correct. to be, yeah, to be honest, isn't you know. networking, but it's not uh, working the way that we get jobs? I mean, uh, there's a lot of times where someone gets passed up for someone that has more experience but or doesn't have more experience. This is a guy but that couldn't make networking. it work. It, it, it's those connections that you have. I, John Gruden, uh, heck, let's talk about that. John Gruden didn't deserve a hundred million ten year contract either. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, that, won a, he won a Super Bowl True. with a really good team. True. But other than that, he wasn't really, uh, did he even have a winning record at that point? Mm -mm. No, he didn't have a winning record and you paid this guy like he's a superstar head coach. And but what, what did you league. expect? He was a he hadn't it. even been a coach for I, I get almost that, ten years. But he's won a championship. He's got experience. I know, Mike Mayock doesn't. I understand that you have to gain experience somehow, some way. But you don't go from <laughs> NFL analyst to general manager. Get him in the maybe player personnel type of thing. You start him somewhere. You yeah. don't give a guy that has no experience that kind of power. When there's people that deserve those type of jobs, bro, think about it. I, if, if, I, if, I, if I agree gonna, with you. If you're gonna, okay, I'll put it to you this way. It's like it's like me when I was 19 trying to get a job working cell phones, yeah. and everyone kept telling me you don't have experience, so we got to hire. How am I supposed to gain that experience if you don't give me that experience? Well, exactly. And, exactly. But there's ways of gaining that experience. They're not gonna hire me and make me a lead retail analyst and have people below me and have to manage them, right? Because I've never done that before or they've never seen me do that before. So, so why would you give someone like Mike Mayock a general manager job when he's never had to draft players? And again, before you speak, <laughs> go look up his five years before him going I to know. the Raiders. If any team would have listened to them, every single team would have been in shambles right now, having yeah. issues with the draft picks or players wouldn't even be on these teams anymore. Yeah, his, That's what I'm saying. his mocks were bad, but at the same oh, bad, they were horrible. <laughs> They were but, horrible. But no, nobody really <laughs> gives credence to mocks because everyone makes mocks. They make three, four, five different mocks a, a season usually. So nobody really pays attention to mocks. But you could say that. Uh, sorry, you 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 could <laughs> don't sorry. space out on me there. <laughs> you 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 could say that he had some type of front office experience in a sense of. That he had experience as an NFL analyst. Gotcha. So, so look, man, we, we we got a phone call. We got a call on the line tonight. I kind of I kind of have a feeling I already know who it's gonna be because normally it's it's the same person that likes to call when we're getting a little heated on a conversation. But let's see who it is. Caller, state your name and where you're calling from tonight. You know, we got to change it up to the NBA. Kevin from Chicago. 
<laughs> what up, Kev? How's it going, Kev? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I just want to talk about the Jokic situation. His suspension for a game. I, that was, seems to be the talk of the town for a little bit. Uh, Got to say, I'm glad Jokic did what he did. Uh, he just seems to be always get pushed around, always get scratched, clawed, bumped, knee to knee. And he finally put his foot down and laid down the law. And I think that's what he needed to do to send a message because he's the MVP now. And he needs to be getting MVP calls just like anybody else. And he was dominating that game. Morris came into the cheap shot. And the Miami Heat fan base, the most delusional fan base in all of sports. <laughs> they all think the uh, Rough Riders. They're all, they're all tough guys, rough riders. You don't mess with Heat, heat Nation, Heat Culture. Bunch of clowns. Jokic went in there and punked him and all the clown fan base. And they said, wait, wait until November 29th. We're going to get them back. They ain't going to do shit. And then Jimmy Butler came in. He started chirping. Hold me back, hold me back. Well, everybody's already broken up. It's just typical fronting, fake tough guy routine. What you guys thought? So I, I agree with Kevin. I'm, I'm I'm okay with what Jokic did because if you look yeah. at the play in general, Morris came after him first. Whether it, it wasn't as bad what he yeah. did, I mean, it, it's it's the heat of the moment, man. I've never played professional sports, but I played sports growing up. I've done stuff like that. If someone comes at you, you go after them. And I agree. You're the M- you were the MVP last year. You're the reigning MVP as we speak, right? You have to hold your ground. You have yeah. to let people know who you are. You're not just another superstar that is making a name. You already have that name. You've already made it. You're the MVP. Again, you, you also got to be careful, though, because you're a role model to kids. You're a role yeah. model to people out there watching you. But I, I, I didn't see it as retaliation. I didn't see it as anything too crazy. I was okay with it. Um, if you were going to suspend someone, I think it should have been evenly, not just fines yeah. and suspensions, you know, on one side and something on the other. What do you think? I think both players were in the wrong here, obviously. I, I think Jokic usually handles this very well. And apparently, the, the problem is both players could seriously injure each other. So I, I think I agree with you, Jose, in the fact that it should have been equal. Mm-hmm. You know, both, both players should have. I don't know if suspension was is necessary. I would have just find them, uh, but I would I would at least find both of them, uh, giving them a slap on the wrist. It That's happens it. all the time in the league. You see these type of calls get called for other players. You, so I get it. Uh, I get the frustration. However, I I do think in this particular case, you need to put your foot down. But you also need to handle it better because, like you said, you are a role model for for these kids, uh, as well as your almost the new face of the league right now technically yeah if you're the mvp so so you need to say example and sometimes that example is being the bigger man true what else you got kevin before we let you go brody yeah i was just gonna say i'm glad most of the takes like Shaq, barkley shannon sharp i said oh man he was well within his right he was protecting himself i'm glad people are um kind of sided with and they understand why he did it I don't. I think last year he might have said, "I'm not." You gotta. That was a bad move. You could have hurt somebody this and that. But now they're seeing he's giving the respect he deserves, and I think that's why they're coming at him like that, saying he was well within his right to protect himself. But I'll leave you guys to it. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you, Kev. Have a great night, my man. Thank you for chiming in. Kevin from Chicago, man. He never disappoints. He may not call yeah. every every Wednesday, but we know he's always listening. It's man. like twelve. 12 a.m. And you see how he just jumped us away from from Mike Mayock, which is fine. It's just fine. We were pretty much at the end of the whole Raider conversation anyways. But just to jump back on that topic real quick before we finish off on it, I think he's got to go. Quan, you say he's got to go too. Gonzo, deuces. Ian says give him one more year. I don't think he makes it past this year, but we'll see what happens. Raiders got a lot going on. I still think they're going to be okay. It's just hard mentally when you have all of that going on in your locker room yeah. behind closed it's like doors, one thing after another, just think about hitting, it. We're just hitting, talking about hitting. it. We're not there. We're not in the yeah. locker room. We we don't know the truth, the real, on how it actually is. How these players are really feeling, man. So, shout out to the Raiders. I know you guys got a lot going on right now. I don't blame the organization, and I don't blame Las Vegas. No. Let, let's throw that narrative out of there for everyone that's out there in the media or just in general. That's oh, see, it's it's Las Vegas. This is why Vegas can't have sports towns. 
Get the heck out of here with that. You're lucky I can't say bad words on this radio station because I would write about now. But that is the dumbest thing that anyone can bring up because Golden Knights haven't had any issues. Nope. WNBA hasn't had any issues. Nope. Even the smaller leagues, yeah. the Aviators, the, the Las Vegas Lights, we haven't heard any issues from them. So if they Nothing. can figure it out and, and they can control, not, I'm not going to say control their players because that sounds horrible. Yeah. If they can help their players and keep them out of trouble, why haven't, you know, they haven't been able to do it. It's just, it's a whole other scenario, different situations. Absolutely. So you can't blame the city of Las Vegas. That's all I'm Absolutely saying. Absolutely not. Now, let's just jump into the NBA because we obviously have it. But before we do that, let me uh, read some of these out right here. Goose chimes in. Goose Thomas from Let the Ball Bounce. He says, so Paul Pierce should be in the front offense as he was an analyst with a bunch of laughing emoji faces. Uh, Miami fan base leaves the finals games before they end. Very true as well. Uh, and then my cousin chimes and says, you guys have to remember the Morris brothers are the dirty players. They are pretty dirty. Yeah. I, I will say that. Yeah. They are pretty dirty. And I told you all about this dude before he got this job and mentioned the very point you just did, Jose. We're talking about Mike Mayock for sure. So interesting stuff, man. Just touch on my Mike Mayock real before quick. we yeah. – Real quick. You have to judge him by what he's done in the league. And other than 2020, he – Nothing. Other than 2020, his results are good. Nothing. Other than 2020, his results are good, and that's what you have that's to do. That's one year it. out of it's three. Up. That's horrible. <laughs> and those are two first-round picks. You're just wasting the whole 2020 first okay. round, and they don't even exist in the league anymore. That's garbage. He's garbage. You got to go. Bye, Mike. <laughs> and he'll you. probably be gone next week because Raiders lose somebody every week. It, it's going to happen. Thank you, Quan. And think about this. One out of three years, and if you add the five previous to that with his mock drafts, the guy's one out of seven in the last eight years in drafts. Let's just be real. But let's move on. Enough Mike Mayock talk. Hopefully the guy won't be there next week. But what you got, man? What else we got? Because I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the um... – come on, man. Get we got, all right, so we got coaches. Coaches on go. the hot seat. That's what we're going to talk about. All right, about. so I'm going to get, we're going to kind of do this like we did the, the quarterback QB, carousel. Uh, carousel. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of coaches. If you're you want to chime in, know you can if do you so think as well. that they're going to be cut or fired, whatever. Go for it. All right. Fire first, away. we got Cliff Kingsbury. I I know he's. I know the Cardinals are going crazy, right? But the talk prior to this year was that Kingsbury was on the hot seat. Correct. Did he completely erase that narrative? Hot seat is gone. Hundred percent. I agree with you, uh, 100%. If anything, we're talking extension, as crazy as that sounds, just because of the way he's turned this team around so quickly. Absolutely. You got your number one draft pick, right? You got a guy that was going to be the quarterback you wanted to run your offense around because you weren't going to keep Josh Rosen, you know what I mean? And it's working for him. He's figured it out on defense, you know what I mean, bringing in the right pieces, whether they're old-school veterans or young guys. You got D-Hop that he brought in on the offensive ball That's to give your quarterback crazy success. Exactly. To give your quarterback <laughs> that type of guy, that type of pedigree on the outside is just amazing. Hot seat is completely frozen right now, in my opinion. I agree. Urban Meyer, he's gone. I mean, if you want my real take, you already know how I feel about yeah. Urban Meyer. I don't want him in the league, period. So, yes, I think he's gone and he should be gone. I, I think he should be gone. Absolutely. He won't be gone. Uh, they made such a big deal about hiring him that, unfortunately, I think they give him one more year. He he handpicked Trevor Lawrence. They're going to link the two together for a little bit. I, I think they are going to give him one more year, say that it's not necessarily his fault, even though I believe it is his fault. But I, I think he should be gone. He won't be, though. In, and here's the thing. Those two games that they won are going to help his case to Absol- not get fired. A- absolutely. Quan, what you got? I know you grabbed he the was, He wasn't getting fired. Anyways, yeah. that's Urban Meyer. Exactly. What, what are the Jags doing? Who do they have there? He's the face of, of the team, him and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if he leaves, it's because he got a job somewhere else where yeah. he'll just bounce because that's what he does, but he's not going anywhere. Yeah. They, they they don't care to fire a coach uh, in Jacksonville. He's staying. He's fine. Don't uh, worry. Absolutely. But don't worry. if he's <laughs> gone, it's because he goes and leaves. And so you think it's on, it's on his own that he'll of course. take off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. He might go for USC or LSU. I, I doubt LSU would hire him. But whatever. And I agree with Goose real quick on the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing. He said, I'm not sure why he was ever on the hot seat. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you're asking, you brought it up, you know, hot seat, this, and people talked about it. I didn't think it was really a hot seat. I think some eyes were on him, you know what I mean? But it wasn't like it was the end of the world that he was going to get fired. Well, well, some people were saying that if they had another down year like another year then that we they would probably be talking about that, that he point. was most likely going to get fired what you got david coley 
Um, I've liked what he's kind of done a little bit. However, they've only won one game, and they've looked not good. Who they play last week? Average, but absolutely garbage <laughs> since that one win. So I, I think who did I they think, play last week? Uh, Texans played Miami. 17-9. Without Tua, Without Jacoby Brissett. Taylor, it was Taylor's first game back. He threw three picks. So, so. if we're going to talk about hot seats and opportunities and you got to give guys chances, this has to be one of the coaches that we're talking about, at least to give him next season because uh, of yeah. everything going around, the whole Deshaun Watson thing. You've had Tyrod Taylor. You've had Mills with the neck. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you so have much to going give it to there. him just because also if you remember – when they hired him, he was adamant about basically him being told that Deshaun Watson was his quarterback. Gotcha. So he he even accepted the job under the prelude that he was going to have a all-star as his quarterback and not you but, know, but, leftovers but of the when league. When he took that job, the stuff was already happening with Deshaun Watson. And it was. The, now, it was not the lawsuit stuff. The, the stuff lawsuit. about Deshaun wanting to leave. So Deshaun yeah. didn't want to play for him anyways. He made it clear. He made yeah. it clear. Now, granted, it was, well, I wasn't part of the front office conversation, which we all know now is probably BS because of what's yeah. going on. Maybe that's why he wanted to dip out and run out of town. But, but you also knows? got like Rodgers and Wilson, who also were disgruntled at the beginning of the offseason, yeah. and then they were able to fix those situations. So maybe he believed that uh, Bell was going to be able to do that. So I. I don't think he's on the hot seat, though. I think you give him another chance, another uh, opportunity I agree. to finish I, out the I season think you and start have next to. year. I don't think he's going to last past the year because what I've seen, I don't think he's a great coach, but I think you have to give him one more year. Once again, you're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I am Jose V. Bradford in front of me, Quan 5'9", behind the big board. Right now we're doing a little bit of uh, NFL head coach hot seat carousel here, giving you our thoughts on who we think is burning up, who might be on the way out, or whose job might be safe? What do you think? What else we got, Ian? Sirianni. Nick Sirianni for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's your guy. I'll let you, you know. go first on that one. I'll, I'll let you go right. first on that one. Um, I th- Okay. I think you have to give him one more year. I don't think you have to give his defensive coordinator one more year or any of the defense defensive coaches one more year because I think their defense has been historically bad. I mean, they're allowed, they've allowed five quarterbacks this year to have over 80% completion rain, as well as a 75% completion rain as an average, which is set like on pace for the worst allowance of completion rain ever for any defense. So you have to get them out of there. But if we're just talking about Sirianni, I think you have to give him one more year and I, I, I think you also have to give Hertz one more year because I, I, I think Hertz. Yeah, I, I think you, those two are. I know you have yeah. a lot to say about him. <laughs> I, 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 I think Sirianni and Hertz are tied to the hip right now. Right okay. now. I, I think. So that's his guy is what you're saying. Right now. Yes. Okay. Uh, Why? I, I, because as Sirianni is figuring out the league because this is his first head coaching job. You're also seeing improvement from Hertz in okay. certain areas. Now, we'll see for the second half of the season. Hertz still needs to progress for them to keep him. But uh, I think with uh, Sirianni, you you have to give him one more year. So it we got like, another call. No. It's good, man. Two calls in one night. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. Caller, caller. State your name and where you're calling from. What you want to talk about tonight? My name is Chanel, uh, calling from Sacramento, California. Hey, how's it going, my man? Appreciate you calling in. What you, you want doing? to talk about tonight? Um, you know, you guys brought up uh, talking about coaches and hot seats. Uh, my team, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, you think Kyle Shanahan and uh, also GM John Lynch should be in the hot seat this year? So he's a, he's actually on our list that we are going to go uh, and go talk about. So I absolutely think Kyle should be on the hot seat. I don't think he should be fired. I think he should be on the hot seat. I think Lynch might might be on his way out. Now, I, I the reason why I say this is because, one, he's already brought you to the Super Bowl less than, what, three years ago? So he knows how to coach. We've seen him coach. They've been riddled with injuries the last two years, just straight up riddled. So you have to put that into consideration. And not only that, he is keeping a lot of these games close 
with his play calling. I don't think that this is necessarily a a bad year for him versus it's a bad year for his the talent that he has currently. You also got to remember you're in a transition period between uh, Jimmy G and uh, Trey Lance. And even though Trey Lance has shown some flashes when he has played, he's still in the learning process as well as Jimmy G is Jimmy G. And to me, he's actually the reason why you guys lost the Super Bowl. I think he should have been gone a little bit ago, but they're using him as a transition piece. So I, I think... I think Lynch might be on the way out. However, because he just picked Trey Lance, uh, they might keep him one more year to try to build around Trey Lance. So I don't think they're I don't think they're both going to be gone. I think that Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan is definitely on the hot seat right now because it's starting to look like is he really that guy? Is he really that yeah. coach? Because yeah. he's starting to decline. He hasn't gotten better since that Super Bowl that you're talking about. Yeah. The Niners have not been that team that we saw make it to the Super Bowl. I, I get the injuries. I get that. But personnel, but, have they gotten better? I don't think they have, and that's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Now, I, I'm not I don't I'm not saying that John Lynch necessarily is the problem there. I just don't I, I don't I don't believe in Kyle Shanahan as a head coach right now. I think he's yeah. a great coordinator. I think he's good with that, but I think he's living more off of his dad's name more than anything. But now I'm not a Niner fan. I don't know if you want to chime in on this, Quan, because I know yeah, you I want are. to chime in. <laughs> what do he, you think? Uh, uh, I mean, he got his team to the Super Bowl two years ago when they were healthy. They haven't been healthy at all. They're they're missing a lot of players for the whole for the rest of the season. Uh, Kinlaw, I think, just just had season ending surgery. Uh, a, a lot of players are out for the season. Uh, a lot of other players have been out for games. Jimmy G's been out. Uh, Trey Lance was out. A lot of injuries two years in a row. Last year, the whole team was injured the whole year. Yeah. Uh, Kittle just came back this week. He's not going anywhere. They're, they're, Lynch could. He could be on the hot seat, but as far as uh, Shanahan, there's there's no way he's on the hot seat because of all the injuries. You, you just can't yeah. do that because when he had a healthy team, you saw what he did. And we have a new defensive coordinator this year because uh, Jose's, I don't want to call him a team, uh, <laughs> but but the Jets you know, took yeah. our defensive coordinator, which I was upset about. Yeah. And so they're trying to adjust to that with a whole bunch of injuries, uh, you know, trying to figure out who's playing this week. So for that, there's no way Shanahan, I don't even think he's on the hot seat unless he does this next year with a healthy team. So I, I and, and one thing I will say, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. Again, yeah. we're just, you know, giving our opinions on what we think. I don't think he's going to be gone. You know what I mean? Do I think he's on the hot seat and things aren't looking too well? Yes. Do you think the way that he's handled uh, Jimmy G, Trey Lance situation might be an indication of why he that might could be on hurt, the hot that seat? That could hurt him because it, it hasn't looked the greatest. No. You know what I mean? Um, but it's yet to be seen. I, here's the thing. Is he on the hot seat? Probably. Probably. You know what I mean? Will he get fired? Probably not because you haven't given him the opportunity yeah. to work with Trey Lance fully yet, in my opinion, and to see what he can get out of that kid. I, I highly doubt he's uh, fired this year, though. We still got the caller on the line? Anything else you want to talk about? Any, any yeah. other questions you got, my man? Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask, what the personnel, isn't Kyle involved in, like, trading, too? Because there's some questionable draft picks that he made that he traded up for some players that he reached when you could have got him in the later rounds. He is. He is involved yeah. like, in, in a lot of the player personnel, especially with because uh, they traded. They, they, yeah. they tra- they, that's how they got the picks. Yeah, they, 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 they've traded uh, quite a few times. Um, they now have, uh, or they trade with Miami to get up to Trey Lance. So I don't think that's a reach, it, it, so it, it, I, I really like Trey Lance in the draft. I don't like I I I I mean again I'm you know I'm not a Niner fan obviously Niner fans will have their opinion on that as well but I I don't think we saw enough from Trey Lance in college if that makes sense you see what I'm saying I don't think we saw what what, what did he play one full year I think it was one full year I think that's a fair assessment on him however if you look at the tape at least for his freshman year he didn't not only did he not throw a pick but he didn't really make any bad decisions and yes that's easy in that conference but. It, it's still rare for a quarterback not to, especially a freshman, a true freshman at that time, to make, to not make really bad decisions. And, and he wasn't like throwing into triple coverages. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just making really smart plays. So, and the talent is obviously there. He's 6'4". He has a cannon for an arm. So I, I, I think in terms of ceiling wise and what they had, because they had Jimmy G, I don't think it was a reach at all. I actually, that was who, when we were looking at the draft board, and everything, I'm like, they better take Trey Lance here. I think it works out this way. We 
We know what's going on with the injuries this year. Quan's watching the Laker game, so it's okay. Uh, we know what's going on with the injuries this year, right? Obviously. Yeah. I think he's there next year. Yeah. Starts the season. Yeah. If the injuries aren't there, but the issues are still there, then we're definitely talking hot seat at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Anything else you got for us, my man, before we let you go? We de- we greatly appreciate you chiming in with us tonight as well, though. Oh, and also with the draft picks, um, is it true? I, I really do think, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I really do think Kyle wanted Mac Jones and John Lynch was the one who wanted Trey Lance. I, I think he really got overruled, but I think he's throwing this hissy fit and just keeps playing Jimmy G and telling everybody Trey Lance is not ready. Do, do you guys agree? It's funny you say that because I do I do agree uh, with I, that. I agree with I, that. I think Mac Jones was more of a Kyle Shanahan guy. I, I was going to say yeah. a thing. If you look at the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan necessarily wor- has worked with in the past and has had monumental success with, uh, you're looking at Matt Ryan, you're looking at Jimmy G, you're looking at these pocket quarterbacks that just make quick, smart yeah. decisions. Your, so, pro, your, pro, your prototype, what is it? Prototype. Pro, prototypical quarterback, whatever they call it. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't even call it prototypical because now I yeah, guess the pro, QB, pro exactly. Yeah, pocket QB. Because pro style pro, quarterback, there we go. Typical quarterback now would be like Trey Lance, 6'4", big arm, very athletic. So I, I, I think you're right. I think Mac Jones fits Kyle Sham a little bit better. However, I think Trey Lance fits that team better. And I think Trey Lance gives a higher percentage opportunity to win a Super Bowl than Jimmy G does. There we go, man. We greatly appreciate you chiming in, my man. Keep tuning in. Keep watching. Keep giving us a call. Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for my call, guys. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. That was awesome, man. Good stuff there. Good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I agree. And it's, let's see. <laughs> Goose says Lynch should definitely be gone, basically. <laughs> yeah. so that's coming from a Niner fan there. I, I mean, you have to wonder. Uh, he, Bo- said, he said definitely be on the hot seat. Oh, yeah, definitely uh, be on the hot okay. seat. Sorry, sorry. Gotcha. You, you have to wonder because, like, you got Bosa, and I love Nick Bosa. Everyone loves Nick Bosa. But right before he got drafted, he had muscle core surgery. I mean, this is not necessarily a guy that is the epitome of health. Yeah. So you have to kind of look into that because they they drafted him what two overall i, I mean he was he was defensive rookie of the year i believe I, yeah I, I, he, I mean, he, he killed I mean, it last, yeah, last he year he killed it this year he's been but healthy. but since then he's had i mean he had a, but he's, he's, he's still a good he bro he's still he, a legit he's, he's a had some health player. issues yeah. though but i don't know if at two overall you you take him just because he hasn't been availability and availability is the best ability so yeah, but they're missing fifty percent of their team. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, nobody's available. So yeah. you have to. I, I get it. Um, so we got two more, real quick. All right, let's all go. All right, so we got Brian Flores with Miami Bye. Dolphins. Yeah, and Goose chimed in on Bye. that too. Bye, gone. Gone. the Dolphins. Yeah, gone. Um, the way that he handled Tua Fitzpatrick last year, and now with Tua, absolutely, I, I, I think he has to go. I don't care how good defensively you are, but and, and even that. This year, the Miami defense is not the strength of the team, and it's, in fact, one of the major weaknesses yep. of the team, and you're still not handling the Tua situation properly. And not only that, I'll, I'll go back to this, and I harp on it, and I say it before, and I sound like a broken record. I know it's one of the things I like to say, but you brought it up. Last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he got benched, was the third-rated passer in the NFL. Yep. I'm not saying you were going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But if you wanted to save your job, yeah. you should have kept him as your starting quarterback. Absolutely, they were a play, they were a playoff team. If Fitzpatrick played the correct, time. and I'm not saying that Tua is not the guy. If you know me, I've I've been very critical of Tua. I, I never liked the pick. I never thought he was going to be an NFL quarterback. But in games that he's been healthy this season, <laughs> and he's played, when is that? He's looked good. Yeah, he he's passing the ball good when he's protecting and he's yeah. moving around. But again, you brought him in too early in his career last year. Absolutely. You jeopardized his future by doing so, in my opinion. He was not going to lose anything by sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. The team was gelling. The team was playing good. I believe they were in first place yeah, they when were. they benched him, uh, yeah. which to me still makes no sense. So, yes, Brian Flores has to go. Yeah, yeah I mentioned this last night on Let the Ball Bounce. Is Tua had a career-ending injury in college. He'll yeah. never be healthy. Yeah, He's not going to be healthy. That was a bad pick. Uh, and, and you're right, Fitzpatrick should have started all year. But, uh, yeah, they went from tanking for Tua to tanking with Tua. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're garbage. Definitely. Yeah. What's the last one you got, Ian? Last one, Matt Rule. I think he has to go. What? I think he has to go. Bro, you're tripping. <laughs> I, 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 Bro, I think no, he so, has so to look, go. 
Sam Darnold is not the guy. I, I know that, and we've seen it. But let's be real. This team's demise have happened ever since Christian McCaffrey went down. Your best player has been down. Come on now. I, I think he has to go. I don't even think he's on the hot seat. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think he's on the hot yeah. seat. As crazy as that sounds, I don't. I don't. You, here's the thing. You as an this owner, is, you is, as an owner of the Carolina Panthers, you know what you got when you brought in Matt Rule. You you brought in a college quarterback that if you saw the press conference looked more like a hype show for yeah. freaking high school kids, but he's the guy right there right now. Chris McCaffrey's been he he's not been healthy, bro. He's been hurt. I, I'm not saying that the guy's going to win you anything. I'm not saying he's the greatest coach in the, in, in the NFL, but I think it's too soon to say hot seat. Fire Matt Rule. Make uh, Brady the coach. Bam. Done. Brady? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Joe Brady. Yeah. Good little uh, a hot seat coach conversation. You can't that tell we had. me that's what makes that offense run. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, man. But that was good stuff there, Ian. Good stuff, my man. Definitely. We're going to get into some NFL talk before yep. the show, obviously, because we got to give our picks. We got a whole lot more to get into. Yes, we, we got do. about 20 minutes left. Quan, if you could please put up one more graphic for me. Let everybody know who our second sponsor is here as we do about Midway Show. This is the last time I'm going to tell you. Don't tell me to put up the graphic. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. Tony that for a year and a half. Sorry. <laughs> but Quan, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You guys already know. Second sponsor of the show. Eric Navarro of Line Up by Eric. As you see tonight, I'm actually sporting the haircut. I, I, I did stop by the UNLV game tonight, so you know, fresh, I like to be man. professional. But, yeah, hit him up, 702-884-8138. Line him up by Eric on IG. He goes by appointments only. He gets busy quick. Holiday seasons are around the corner, man. We're already here. So if you want to get fresh, look right for Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it may be, make sure you hit up our boy Eric Navarro. Eric, we greatly appreciate you, my man, definitely. And, Quan, I promise I will not remind you to do that again because <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. But... The one clip that I will ask, because we're going to talk Vegas Golden Knights briefly here. Yep. I was at the game last night. Um, big shout out to Garrett Calloway and the Vegas Golden Knights, media director over there. Greatly appreciate you allowing me to be back in, this, in, in the building and cover the team. Got to ask a few questions last night. Got to ask Pete DeBoer a question, Shea Theodore a question, and it went a little something like this, my guys. Jose Malone, take a real across radio. Shea, you guys have had a lot of injuries to start the season. What have you learned about the rest of the guys on the team, and what have you seen from everybody else so far? Yeah, um, you know, I think we've had a lot of guys step up, um, you know, and play play key minutes for us. Um, you know, I think it's it just comes down to being a collective effort from, from everyone. Um, you know, nobody uh, nobody has to do it by themselves, and um, you know, I think when when we play that way, you know, we're going to be successful. Jose, I'm on Jose Valente Guerrilla Cross Radio. Pete, you have a lot of guys out, obviously, that's that's been known. It's not hidden. But you have a lot of guys that are playing strong right now and coming up. What do you say to these guys that are doing what they're doing? And you guys are getting hot at the right time right now. Yeah, you know what? You just, uh, you, you just want them to seize the opportunity because you don't know when they're going to get it again. So any of the young guys that have come up, we've basically said, Listen, you, you don't know when you're going to get another look like this or an opportunity like this. You know, hopefully we're healthy the rest of the year and and, uh, and we don't get in this spot. But, you know, while you have that chance, uh, you got to make the most of it. And they've done a good job of that. Fun match last night. Got to see the Seattle Kraken, the new expansion team. So it's always fun when you have the two most recent expansion teams going at it. Second time this year, first game of the season at T-Mobile was Seattle versus the Golden Knights and the Golden Knights did come up with a victory there. Now, slow start for the Knights last night. Yep. First period, they just looked very sloppy completely on the defensive end, offensive end. They just couldn't figure it out. A lot of sloppy passes, sloppy shots. Seattle looked very comfortable. They're missing a lot of players, though, Golden Knights, right? They are. And like you saw there yeah. when I asked Coach and I asked Shay, a lot of people are stepping up, though. I mean, last eight games are six and two, I believe, right? So they're getting hot right now. Didn't start the way that they wanted to. We talked yeah. about the fans in, in a couple shows back as well. Some of the fans, you know, not showing up or, or leaving earlier than than they normally do. Now, they got Minnesota coming in here tomorrow night. Minnesota's 9-3, and three, good start yeah. in the season. What have you seen from the Golden Knights so far this season that you like and, and things that you think they got to work on? So, we talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago. I really love the depth of this team. They have really good depth all across the board. Uh, they got better. Um... It, it, it's going to be after the All-Star uh, 
Jack Eichel is going. Uh, Eichel. Eichel, uh, remember? Eichel, yeah, like Eichel, Michael Eichel. Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> Michael without the M. Michael. Jack Eichel is going to be coming back after the All Star with the you know, after the neck uh, surgery. So that should be a catalyst to propel us further. Uh, I think that they're learning as, as they're going, and they are actively getting better each and every game, even though they might not necessarily get the wins that they're looking for as a collective unit they're working together very well and these tough games where they kind of start slow but they end up i mean they won that game four two yeah so i'm not necessarily concerned too much with them starting slow this is a young uh team because it's you know death uh, you know the death, the, that, they the, the death yeah. that they have and the injuries that they have had so far so you have a lot of players that are stepping up into those roles and the fact that they're seven and six right now is uh fantastic because of all those injuries yeah so once we start getting the players coming back we get uh jack eichel back then hopefully that will allow us to really start winning these uh games especially the close ones i like what i'm seeing right now and i like the struggles and i like the fact that they have injuries and i like the fact that they're having to go through all this because we're seeing hockey being played now. Absolutely. No offense. I, I love what they did the last four years, what they've been doing. They were always a good team. They were yeah. one of the favorites to win it all. They were the popular team. Record-wise, they were winning. They weren't going through these type of struggles. I'm glad that they're losing. And I, and Golden Knights, don't hate, fans, don't hate me for saying that. I, I'm glad that they're losing because it's showing that they're, they are a complete yeah. hockey team. That it's not just about the big name guys that are out. It's not just about Max Pacioretty and everyone else. It's about playing as a cohesive unit combined as one. Everyone from the rookie that just got signed that got pulled up from the IHL league to the guy that's been there for 10 years in the league and that is a vet. Everyone has to play together. And, and like Peter DeBoer said, some of these guys, they're playing because they don't know when they're going to get that opportunity again. Yeah. They don't know when they're going to get called up to be in the big show, to be able to play. Some of these guys that are getting their opportunity that I've got an opportunity to talk to an interview, they're like, I love being at T-Mobile Arena. It's, it's like a playoff atmosphere every time. Yeah. That just shows you the type of passion that we do have here. And I hope Absolutely. the fans understand that and that they stick with this team. Losing is not bad. When no. you're losing all the time and you're not no. winning, yes, 100%. Yes. Like Quan said, I'm a Jets fan. You know, I struggle all the yeah. time. But win, winning and losing the way the Knights are doing it now is good for the fan yeah. base because it's going to prove who's real and who's not. But it's also going to show what this team is truly all about. Oh, well, yeah. Overcoming adversity is all what the playoffs are about. So the fact that we're doing this so early in the season, it's a long season. Everyone needs to remember that. Hockey is one of those ones that it's a long season. There's yeah. a lot of games in it. So... Just because they're barely over 500 now doesn't mean that they're not going to make the playoffs. It doesn't mean... In fact, I think the fact that we're doing this with the injuries that we have, that we're still over 500 it's only make early, them better. that yeah. you should be very optimistic about your playoff chances because usually that means that going into playoff time, hopefully we'll be getting these players back, like I said uh, previously, that will come playoff time, we'll be ready. And not only that the whole unit will be collectively stronger because they've worked with the, you know, the backups. Yep. So at that time, even though if we do have injuries, they'll have playing time all around the board, which usually means for a better team come playoff time. Who shot out Malik Monk with the Lakers. <laughs> Lakers up 119-114 in overtime against Miami. A minute 30 to go there. Quan's getting a little quiet because he's very <laughs> zoomed into the game. I keep taking a quick little glance over there, but Big shout-out to the Golden Knights. Catch them tomorrow night. T-Mobile Arena, 7 p.m. puck drop as they play the Minnesota Wild. Hopefully, they can make it two in a row after winning their last game at home. But once again, we greatly appreciate the Golden Knights and the organization for allowing us to cover the team. Quan, what you got? I know you grabbed the mic. Uh, Neil said they gave up too much for Eichel. Trading Krebs means they traded for four first-round picks. Uh, that's fine. Trade those picks because yeah. Eichel uh, is... A future Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. he, he's a type of game-changing player. They got him till you know signed till uh, twenty-six. So I think they did not give up that much for no. him at all. They could have got a lot more for him. Yep. Uh, he won out. He won that surgery. They weren't going to let him do that in Buffalo. Yep. So they gave him away way cheaper than they, they should have got way more for him. 
So to say they gave up too much, it's a surgery that, you know, it's going to take a while to to come back from. But if he comes back healthy and normal with with, with him, Pacioretty and Stone, it's it's going to be ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, he's pretty much been pretty healthy. So other, other than a few bumps and scrapes along the way, like, so I, I think he should come back from this pretty well. It's, I, I think it was a good trade. I don't think they gave up yeah. a lot, to be honest with either. you. I think it's going to work out. And, and going back to Quan's point, you have a captain on this team already, and you're bringing in a captain from another team. Yeah. Enough said. There, there's, yeah. There's, that's it. Obviously, he hasn't played yet, so we can't really say if it was a good trade or not. We have to wait till that happens. A little too but soon, as of right but... now on paper, I, I, I think it was a decent trade. I think Buffalo got enough for him back, yep. knowing the situation. And I, I think, think the Golden both, Knights are going to be fine. Both sides won that trade. I really do. Definitely, definitely. Now, big shout out. Just going to go out there to UNLV. We're not going to talk much about the game, but UNLV running Rebels were in action tonight. Thomas and Mac, they pulled off the W. 64-58. They did not cover. They were a 10-point favorite. I liked Gardner-Webb tonight <laughs> to cover the 10 points. I didn't think they would win. I was in attendance tonight. Great fan turnout. Great. Honestly, they didn't fill the Mac. They didn't pack yeah. the Mac. But for the first game of the season, for them to be playing Gardner-Webb, and Kevin Kruger's first game of the season to have him on there, I mean, yeah. you know, for that type of crowd, it was a decent crowd. Yeah. I was talking to T.C. Martin and a couple other people. Big shout-out Brian Salmon. I was sitting with him. We're talking about it. And we all agreed. It was a very decent crowd for game one, a little more than what we expected, which was pretty good. So, again, big shout-out to UNLV. They do get the win, 64-58 over Gardner-Webb. Next game will be on Saturday here. Like I said, big weekend for sports. They're playing here on Saturday against Cal. That should be a fun game to watch, so go ahead and check them out. 5 p.m. game on Saturday. Not only that, the Lady Rebels won their first game as well. Big shout-out to Lindy LaRock, head coach. We've had her on the show. We were supposed to have her on the show tonight, but since the Rebels were in attendance and they were playing, she was at the game, so we're going to have her on again soon. We're going to have Kevin Kruger on the show again soon. I've already talked to Andy Grossman. Correct. We've had him on the show before. Great guy. Loves chopping it up. Loves talking sports, so we're definitely going to have him on again. Last shout-out we're going to give to UNLV Sports before we get into our NFL picks of the week and then just breaking down a bit of the NFL action for the next couple minutes here. UNLV football got yeah. their first win of the season on the road at New Mexico, 31-17. Big, big shout-out to Chuck Williams. Big uh, shout-out to uh, Chuck Williams for breaking the all-time UNLV rushing record. He is now the king. And if you guys didn't hear it, go look it up. Steve Cofield posted it on his Twitter, the audio of him talking when they asked him about breaking the record. He, in short, I will uh, quote him as well as I could. He basically says, I'm happy, but I can't wait to see the next person come in and break my record. And they asked him why. He said, records are made to be broken. I want to set a bar where these kids can come in here and continue to create traditions and create, continue to create a culture to say, hey, I want to beat that guy. I want to be better than him. I want to have that crown. So that's good to hear from them. Big Absolutely. shout out to UNLV. Got that monkey off their back. Marcus Arroyo got the first win. It's not, it's not over, though. Still oh. a lot of games left. Still a lot of football. You got Hawaii this weekend coming up. Early game, 1 o'clock at um, Allegiant Stadium. So, guys, if you're a fan, tickets are cheap. They got their yeah. first victory. They got it on the road. They're coming home. Show out this weekend if you got nothing to do, man. UNLV tickets are cheap, and you get to go hang out at a great stadium like Allegiant. Yeah, beautiful stadium. Go support these kids, man. But once again, big shout-out to UNLV Sports all the way around. Three wins in the last week for three of their program parts here. It's amazing. Love it. Continue continue it. And I hope that UNLV basketball is back on the map the right way. And and big big shout-out to Tyrone Nesby. Got to meet him personally tonight. He was at the game sitting courtside. That was pretty cool. So big shout-out to him as well, UNLV legend there. But, Ian, we got about seven minutes. Let's just get into our pick of the weeks. We already talked a little bit about football. We obviously wanted to talk about the Cowboys. And, and checking on them boys. Y'all still them boys? I can talk. My, my Jets are horrible. I know you guys know. So if you want to throw that out there, cool. We suck. But really? To the Denver Broncos. You guys were a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I'm not going to talk yet. Home. I'm not going to talk yet. But if the Eagles, you beat, guys if the Eagles beat the Broncos this week, I'm going to talk. Got I'm going to talk next week. And here's the Just thing. Just letting you know. Not only did they lose, right? They got annihilated. You lost 30 to 16 at <laughs> and, home and, to the And let's just Broncos. be fair. That was not close. You lost to that was Teddy not close. That was, was Teddy that was even 30 playing to like game? six for most of that game. The, the, like, did Teddy <laughs> even play in that game? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. yeah Teddy you played lost to amazing. Teddy two gloves. 249 yards hey, and a touchdown hey, for Teddy two gloves. Don't bash Teddy like that. I love, I love Teddy. Man. I'm telling you, man. But 
Just I mean, I mean, so it was actually a dog weekend. So let's yeah. just let's go through that real quick. Jaguars beat the Bills, 16 yep. and a half point underdog by the Jaguars. I believe it was the biggest dog of the year to win outright so far. You had Broncos. You had the Rams, which were my pick of the week. Oh yeah. Get annihilated at home. And everybody thought Derrick Henry's out, Tennessee's offense is done. I was one of those people. I was completely wrong. It flipped. Oh man. That was, that was an ugly game. What oh. else? What else? We, we you had you had uh you had Jags being the Bills. Yeah, we talked about that one. Uh, you had Falcons beat the Saints, and Falcons they were they, the they were a dog. That's my pick last week. Um, Browns beat the Bengals, and they were a dog. Oh, yeah. You know the, the the whole Cincinnati thing, the whole what is it? Uh, uh Cleveland, Cincinnati, <laughs> that whole rivalry. Yeah. Just it, 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 it did uh, the Vikings almost yeah. beat the Ravens? They, they covered, right? Yeah, they covered. Yeah, they covered. Almost yeah. beat the Ravens. Ravens had to so, come. They were down what seventeen in that game. It is a very good, very good week for uh, crazy for plus. And what's crazy is that the last couple week. weeks it's been favorites, favorites, it has, favorites, it has. favorites. And for the people that told me on Sunday, them boys gonna be all right. The Cowboys are seven and zero against the spread this week, seven and one now this year. <laughs> but we got five yeah. minutes in. Who you like this week? What's your pick of the week and why? All right, I'm going on full cowboy hate mode this <laughs> full week. Full cowboy hate mode. Full Love cowboy it. hate. Love uh, it. Mode. You guys are going to probably win, but you're not going to cover against the Falcons. It's a uh, plus nine and a half. So you like the Falcons plus, plus nine, and nine and a half, and a half on the I road. I like the Falcons. Yeah, that's my hot pick of the week. So we'll, we'll let you know what we got here. So 56% of the money is actually on Atlanta. It's early, Wednesday. Wednesday, you know what I mean? So a lot of money could still trickle in on either side. 56% of the money is on Atlanta. 53% of the money line tickets are on Atlanta. And the over is 51%. So it's yeah. pretty even there. If you're, if you're an over better like myself, you know I love overs. 54 and a half. It's a huge number there after the Cowboys number. only scored 16. So you're basically telling me the Cowboys are going to be an offensive juggernaut this week. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I still so, don't think Dak is 100%. That, that's why I'm going with Falcons. So people are going to say I'm crazy, right? I, I normally don't bet. You probably are. I normally don't bet on or off my team. But this week I'm going to. And here's why. I think Buffalo... Headwise is not going to be fully yeah. right going into this game after beating Jacksonville. I think they're going to win this game. They, they lost to Jacksonville. I'm sorry, yeah. correct. I think they're going to win this game, but I think they're going to go in trying to win for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, right? They're going to want to blow them out and not just get the win. And not only and that, the New York ugly. Jets just had your second and third string quarterback have great games. Speaking of which, is Mike David or I was going to get to that. Mike White. Mike White <laughs> started the game. Throws 95 yards and a touchdown. Looks yeah. really good. Comes out. Our third stringer comes in and throws for over 300 yards yeah. and almost brings him back to win the game. Yeah, Johnson Mike didn't White look bad the week, either. Oh, correct. Mike White the week before, leading passer in the NFL, 40 to one or 40,000 to one, whatever the hell it was the bet was, and he yeah. got it right. Yeah. So I think with him starting this week, as crazy as it sounds, we're talking about a guy that wasn't even drafted yeah. to be the starter, and I'm getting excited about yeah. him. I think I think the way that they finished last week's game against so, the Colts. So Mike White is starting. Mike this. White is oh, starting. It's been oh, announced I, already. I, I like that line too. And, and the way that they finished against the Colts, I like the Jets this week. I don't think they're going to win. If they no. do, that'd be a crazy, crazy money that line would. underdog. But I'm looking at 13 points right now as we speak. 56% of the money is on the Bills. 73% of the money line tickets. So people are jumping on the Jets as a big money line dog is on the Jets. 50-50 on the total there. Uh, 48 and a half. Jets totals have been tough this year to hit because they start off slow, so sometimes yeah. they don't score in the first half. Is it a game played in... Uh, it's, and that's the thing. It's, it's played in, in New York. Oh, it's it, in New York. And I get it. It's also a kind of a home game for Buffalo. Buffalo's, what, an hour or whatever it is yeah. away from New York, from New Jersey, so I get that. But I like the Jets in this spot. The Jets are my pick of the week. I know I've only hit two or three yeah, this, this year. It sucks, but we're having fun. We're not pros at it. We're not charging you for this. We're just talking and giving you what we like. So again, Jets plus 13. Falcons plus nine and a half. So we're taking some big pluses here this <laughs> yeah. weekend. Ian, good stuff, man. Fun show. I want to give a big shout out to Dwayne Colucci, Michael Colucci as well. His pops, we were hanging out last night at the Vegas Golden Knights game. I get to see them every time I go out there. Dwayne, I'm putting you on the spot, my man. Your house, original Italian food. We <laughs> talked about it. I'm there. The wife is there. We're going to make it happen. But Bradford, any man, final thoughts you got, yeah. my man? Speaking of uh, Dwayne. Make sure you follow him. His lines are usually out before almost you've been, anyone you've been, else. Yeah, you've been doing it. Yeah, you've been following his, him. His yeah. line, he posts his lines on Twitter almost religiously very quickly. So uh, if you're not following him, make sure you go and uh, check Park him Casino. out and uh, follow yep. him. 
Not only that, man, big shout out to the homie Frank Greco, my New York Jets brother. He chimes in and says, Mike White, with exclamation <laughs> point. So, man, should be fun there. How, and, how, do, how do you, real quick, how do you feel about that? Like, like here's the thing: if this kid keep, if this kid continues to play the way he's been playing, and he looks good, and the team looks good for the rest of the season, and Zach Wilson doesn't play, bye bye Zach. Really? I know it's not gonna happen because they're not gonna get you rid would, of you a, would a trade guy that got him that quick. Or? It's not gonna happen because he's too high of a draft yeah. pick. But you know, it is what it is, man. But we've run out of time. Yeah. So, uh, time Very flies tough. when you're having it, fun, it, it man. Really Sometimes does. it's not an hour is not even enough. If you guys are on Twitter, though, man. Chime in tomorrow. We might be doing some spaces, talk some more things that we couldn't talk about, give you a couple more uh, thoughts and yeah. process things and uh, opinions and <laughs> ruffle some feathers and get yeah, some people may, angry. Maybe but, talk um, a little bit about OBJ landing spots, uh, yeah, some, some little things here and there, MVP odds, stuff like that. We'll see what happens. But next week we will be talking MVP odds. I know we yep. wanted to get into that today, but we didn't. But it's okay. One more week wouldn't hurt. And oh. uh, you got any final? That's it? You're good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So Great my, show. My final thought again, how is Alabama and Ohio State ahead of Cincinnati? <laughs> the college football oh, playoff man. rankings are a joke. <laughs> they are. Bearcats fans, I feel for you. Till then, I am Jose V for Bradford, Quan 5-9. This has been another episode of Straight Bet Sports. Till next week on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network, we are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.